in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are live in the Ingalls studio, and the show always brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices, love the savings. Check them out at Ingalls-Markets.com. And Super Bowl 56 is in the books, and Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. I'm just really glad I didn't play the drinking game if you had to take a sip every time they showed Matthew Stafford's wife because I would be <laughs> legally dead. <laughs> it was quite a bit, wasn't it? Was it was unbelievable. Like, I, I swear to you, I think they should. Lou Anarumo. Lou. I can't pronounce it. Anarumo. Anarumo. There yeah. we go. Him, Matthew Stafford's wife. There were a few others. That, LeBron James. I saw him 46 times. Right. Like, okay, I don't care. Show me the game. Show me the game. I need to see how we're lined up. I would like to see the game. Well, I mean, when you're in L.A., you're in the Rams' house, and they're all the stars are there. And, you know, it's it's a status symbol. And that's just, fine. There, there's one thing we can definitively agree about last night. Okay. It's the greatest halftime show I've ever seen. It's not all that close. It's not the greatest halftime show. Yeah, we'll talk time. about it later in the show. And yeah. I think the lovely viewers of this show will show you just exactly how wrong you are. <laughs> it was not the greatest of all time. It's up there, though. It's up there on the list. It was everything about last night was, was fun. Look, the end of the game, it has a little bit of a dark cloud hanging over it for some I know, I know Bengals fans are, are, are upset today about how the refs got involved on the last drive for the L.A. Rams. But, I mean, come on. You did have that one blatant pass interference on T. Higgins that did not get called. So, w- whatever you want to say, yeah, I, I will agree. I will agree that the, the, the call on Logan Wilson – Awful. It was awful. awful. It was awful. Not just awful. It was horror awful. It was awful. Of course, extended the drive instead of it being fourth down and what was it? Fourth down and eight. Yeah, and the fact you had an illegal snap that somehow got missed only compounded how angry it made me. Oh, I missed that. Uh, four linemen and Matthew Stafford all moved and the center didn't. On the Logan Wilson play? Yes. Oh. Well, yeah, Which I made me even angrier. Here's the, <laughs> th- th- look, I don't ask for much. Just be consistent. This officiating crew for 58 minutes. Let them play. And I'm fine with that. Then you threw four flags in a row. Yep. That's where you start to draw my ire. Yep. Throughout the first 58 minutes of the game, there were two penalties called on each team. The Bengals had two, and the Rams had two. And on that last drive, they threw... Which, by the way, is the perfect way. And I thought this up until that last flag. This game has been called perfectly. 
I did not care about the T. Higgins. Why? I did not care. Why can you not care? How can because you Because that care? wasn't the only time. Now, that was the most drastic. It was. Don't get me wrong. It was. I mean, it cost there was, six. There was a lot. Of, well, first of all, okay, let me let me just be real honest about that cost him six. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey was way out of position anyway. <laughs> it didn't matter. Well, I mean, now, granted, is there a possibility he would have made the tackle? Maybe. Oh, yeah. But even before he was ever touched, he is woefully out of position. I loved what Colin Cowherd said on Twitter last night. You know, for the best cover corner in the league, Jalen Ramsey sure does get beat a lot. Yeah, yeah. He he did not have the best of games last night. No, but it was enough. And that's the thing. The game was it did not go exactly how people thought it would. Mm-hmm. Although, if you did listen to the blow-by-blow blow of how Vegas told you that we went through on Friday, it sounded pretty similar. It did. Cincinnati has the ball. Two minutes to go. You score, you win. You don't, you lose. Yeah, it's exactly how it's exactly how I told you it was going to go. Thank all that's good and holy. I had the Bengals plus four and a half. I'm telling you right now, if I had somehow gotten beat in that game by that penalty, I Mm -hmm. would not have been here today. Mm -hmm. And my head would hurt markedly worse than it already does. (laughs) The conspiracy theorists are all over the place. I've already seen it mentioned in the comments here. At thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can get in on the chat that way. Of Yeah, the Rams should have been fourth and game from the 10-yard line, but Goodell called down during the two-minute warning and said that we, we don't, we're not going to let L.A. lose this game, says Rob Johnson. Look, that didn't happen. No, that's this, not how this they works. They don't script things all, in the NFL. Let's please let, stop with this. Yeah, yeah let, me, let, let, me, let me explain something to you. If the NFL, if they were fixing the league, they're doing quite possibly the most god-awful job of it that you've ever seen. There's probably not a team in the NFL that's less popular than the Rams. Mm -hmm. If there is, it might be the team they're playing against. So if you're fixing this league, you are doing a pitifully bad job of it. Oh, yeah. And what would have been the better story? The better story would have been oh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. The better story Bengals. would have been Joe Burrow shows up looking like the villain from Roger Rabbit and just comes in and steals the <laughs> the Super Bowl trophy. He did look like that guy. First of all, I would wear that suit. If you know somewhere to get one, you just go ahead and comment <laughs> that because I would wear that all day. Better suit. Okay, better suit. Was it Joe Burrow's pregame halftime yes. or pregame Super Bowl uh, suit or was it Conor McGregor's with the pinstripes that uh, he wore to the nope. – was that the Mayweather fight? Yep. Uh, it's uh, Without a doubt, no doubt, Joe Burrow. Really? It, I, Joe Burrow has officially claimed the title of NFL player I would most like to go to a bar – uh, smoke a cigar with and and just see where the night takes us. Okay, because I have a weird feeling that Joe Burrow would be a whole lot of fun. That's all. You take that how you want to. Right. See me and Joe having some adventures. Okay. The Tiger King and the Mullet King. Uh, the just- <laughs> my mullet and his in his fashion sense, we would do just fine. 23 to 20 was the final score the la rams come out with the victory and of course yes they're getting all of the all of the accolades today did you see uh sean mcveigh showed up he had to show up this morning for the postseason uh press conference and he shows up and they're like we're not gonna keep you long sean it's only gonna be three questions he sat through like 10 questions and then he left the podium with three questions my tail and except for he didn't say tail and walked out it was uh, yeah, great well i mean he probably has to get to amazon to sign some some paperwork he ain't doing that 
Okay. You think so? Oh, 100%. You think so? 100% I do. Nah. And you know how, And you know what tells me that? What? Did you not find the timing to... First of all, I told you this over a month ago. Did you not yeah. find the timing of Sean McVay wants to start a family, and if we win this, it's a perfect time just right off in the sunset? Mm-hmm. Did that not strike you as strange? Not as not, not as strange as it struck me that Aaron Donald came out, or that the Aaron Donald rumor came out before the game. Does it not strike you as strange that Kevin O'Connell hadn't been in Minnesota yet? That not weird to you? Oh, you thought he would have been on the red eye last night to be there this morning? Well, you're already the latest hired coach in the NFL by a solid week and a half. That not weird to you? Nobody has left LA. Nobody. Okay. It's, it's, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just saying all of these things in a media market that is one of the more passive but intense, mm-hmm. it just tells me there's some more to that than people think. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, if I was Sean McVay, all the way in. You tell me I can ride off into the sunset this way, knowing full well. But first of all, that team's going to age like milk mm-hmm. because your your top eight players are great. They're also very expensive. And the depth on your roster, a little bit lacking. Yeah, and you got to say goodbye to a couple of them this year. I'm just telling you. If the, and look, I'm as competitive as they come. If you're telling me I can walk off with that Super Bowl and, and go to Amazon and make a million dollars a week, yeah, yeah, I would say there's something to that. Okay. And the thing that I that I read in the article, the the AP article that came out that mm-hmm. nobody ever talks about. You have to remember, his grandfather did this. His grandfather literally worked in the NFL forever. Dad never did it. Why? Because he saw how much of a labor it was on his father. Right. Sean McVay saw that too. I can't tell you he's going to leave right now. I can tell you this is not going to be somebody that coaches forever. Oh, no. And and I I can't fault him. I'll be shocked. And I can't fault him at all for that. I mean, he has has seen what it is. He's already been doing this game for five years. Is that what it is? He's been the head coach? This is his fourth year. He's been to two Super Bowls in four years. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, at 36 years old, you've already hit that mountaintop. There's no reason for you to continue to do this. I don't, I don't know. Part of me just feels like, why would he do it now? Uh, Take because your there's shot. an offer that's not going to be there. You don't think it'll be that? You don't think that'll be not a standing like offer whenever not like he's this. ready? Not like this. This if, is the most aggressive any network has ever been pursuing talent. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I started hearing this over a month ago. This is not a new piece of information. Now, if they had lost, yeah, not gonna happen. He's right. too competitive for that. Right. But now that he's won a Super Bowl, maybe he's ready to move on. I don't I don't believe oh, that. I actually get to use a different button for our first uh, Super Chat of the day. This one is from our resident Canadan armchair commentary. Best case scenario happened. Now we get the chaos of Aaron Donald retiring, McVeigh leaving, and Burrow having a revenge tour. Oh, got to turn it up. Uh... Good. Let the hate flow through you. The Burrow revenge tour? Uh... Let me, and I have to say this. I would be remiss as the guy that didn't, that, that said this, and I've caught a lot of flack from Bengals fans. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, Cincinnati. I was wearing one of your jerseys last night. Mm-hmm. I was the biggest Bengal fan on this planet. If on April 28th in Las Vegas, you take any card to that podium that says anything but offensive linemen, literally, there should be a big stick in their draft room of no right no you are if you submit that we will hurt you right 
He got sacked seven times last night. And it could have been more. Yeah, which tied a Super Bowl record. Yeah, I, I mean, it has is if he were not so elusive, he would have been got more than that. I, I do just have to maintain or, or just state this for the record. Uh, Joe Mixon now has more Super Bowl touchdown passes than Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray multiplied by each other. <laughs> They're all high picks from Oklahoma. It's just the uh, only one of them that's touchdown pass, and he's the one that doesn't do that. That that's pretty funny. That's a great stat. I like that. And Sam Bradford, you can throw him in there too, but just for posterity's Sam sake. Sam Bradford. Now, see, that would have been the shocker of all shockers. I think we would have been more shocked if uh, if Sam Bradford had led the Rams to a Super Bowl than we were with Matt Stafford. No doubt about that. It was a great game. It just wasn't the game that you expected to see. Well, we expected it was going to be more high flying. It was going to be a whole lot more scoring. At least I did. Yeah, that's why I had, had a, a shekel or two on the over. Uh, throw, right. just score. <laughs> but I thought it was a great job done by all. It was a competitive game from from stem to stern. The Bengals never let it get out of hand, and the Rams did the same thing. Like at that one part in the game where. Uh, well, I mean, it was right after halftime. The first oh, that could have gone tremendously. Right. Like sideways. right after halftime, obviously, the first play of the half is the the long touchdown to T. Higgins that they didn't call the P.I. on, which I still don't understand that. But oh, did you hear the explanation? Oh, it didn't. It didn't meet the level of no, no. They said there was no grab, tug, or twist and turn, which is awful. Uh, which is a lie, yeah. For one, uh, because I think Jalen Ramsey was looking out of his ear hole. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. Like, if you miss one that bad, don't try to rationale it. Right. Just, you know what? We boo-booed. Sorry. Yeah. It, didn't meet the, it didn't meet the threshold for a face mask because there was no grab and turn. Oh, uh, excuse me. So, did, so in mid-stride, Jalen Ramsey just decided to start looking at the end zone rather than the ball? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to state for the record again that Jalen Ramsey was cooked he, regardless of the twist, turn, and tug or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but on the flip side, it would have been a 30-yard gain rather than a 75-yard touchdown. Maybe. maybe. Jalen Ramsey was painfully out of position, which seems to be, it's, it's weird to me that nobody's bringing that up. And T. Higgins ran a stop route. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, kudos to Joe Burrow for underthrowing that ball because that is not what that route was. T. Higgins adjusted the ball. Jalen Ramsey goes flying. Now, right. did he have a little bit of an assist in that? Yes, he did. But to compare that call to the Logan Wilson, did you what, did you look at him mean? Like, <laughs> did, did you say his shoelaces didn't match? Like, what exactly he, was the penalty here? Uh, uh, padding, heavy padding. That's what it was. It yeah, was the he, left hand padded him a little too too hard on the tum tums. Yeah, he 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 breathed on him too aggressively. <laughs> but no, after the touchdown, then they come out and first play. Matthew Stafford tries to throw it to Brian Squaronic. And he couldn't get a hand, or he got a hand on the ball, couldn't get two hands on the ball, and it flips right into the hands of a defender. At that point, I went, oh, God, this is the nightmare scenario that we've all been expecting oh, of it, Matt Stafford is going to throw away the Super Bowl. I thought it was about to aggressively roll down the hill. Right. And then the defense stepped up. They got stops where they had to, and they were just they were all over Joe Burrow last night. Again, seven sacks in the game tied the Super Bowl record. And, and there and were two more, more that didn't count. Yeah. There was another one that was a sack that for some reason did not count. And the fourth and one where he just had to flip it over his head. Right. That's also a sack. 
But do you blame? I mean, I know there are people that blame the refs. They no. say they say this is the way that went down. Is there someone else more to blame for all of this? For uh, the Bengals' downfall, you cannot leave Cooper Cup that open. Yep, you can't leave him one on one. You just can't. Eli Apple, most hated man in Bengaldom right now. And Eli Apple had a reasonably good game before that. But you, when Odell Beckham went down, there is absolutely no excuse that you didn't do the Calvin Johnson thing of we're going to defend you like this is a punt. We have two guys on you at all times because who else were you scared of? No, Bryson Hopkins. He had a pretty no. decent game. It was fine. Four for 47. It's more than you Woo. ever expected. <laughs> Woo. Come on. You didn't expect Bryson Hopkins was going to play one factor in that game. And he did. Uh, yay. <laughs> Cooper Cup won that game. Of course and he I'm, did. That's gonna, why he's the MVP. And, and, and here's, let me tell you something that this is not going to be real popular. Matt Stafford wasn't good. I hate to break that to you. He was not good. Oh, he was fine. I, well, fine and good don't mean the same thing. True. So, uh, I mean, he was fine. But it wasn't like he had a horrible game. No, he was the three cheese chicken penne of Super Bowls. It's fine. I mean, I'm not jumping up and down about it. It's It gave me the substance that I needed, and away we go. And away we go. The defense won that game. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got that much pressure on Joe Burrow is what won in this game. And the crazy part is even after the second half adjustments where they just started torturing that offensive line, Burrow still had a shot to win this game. Mm-hmm. Still had a shot. Mm-hmm. If they had, and I just, you know, I'm not taking joy in this. I swear to you I'm not because I was so dedicated to the Bengals winning last night. The sheer fact of how much crap I have taken for saying that they should have drafted Penny Zool. Look, I understand how good Jamar Chase was. I totally get that. Right. Bet you wish you had an offensive lineman last night. They're going to even get in the way of Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. And I will say the the commentary from Chris Collinsworth, who explained how the center couldn't go help on Aaron Donald anymore, that was the adjustment. Yep. Okay, you want to keep turning at him? Fine. We'll send somebody right behind him. It was a high level. It was a high level response by Raheem Morris. But I'll be honest with you. One of the big questions, if you had to bet your house on one of these teams to be back in the Super Bowl within the next three years, who is it? It's the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Bengals, and it's not even close. To me, it's not even close. I would agree. And I I think a lot of that has to depend on what the Charger, or excuse me, what the Rams can do in this offseason. But it's going to be hard. I I mean, you got Vaughn Miller is not going to be around, uh, I mean, unless you do some flipping. Uh, you know, you do some <laughs> some cap magic to get him and OBJ back, and unfortunately, it looks like OBJ's got a torn ACL. He does. That's uh, uh, unfortunate, and it will be that, that makes for a really l- tough time frame. Yeah, it does because that puts you like right at right at the kickoff of the season before you would even have a shot to be on the field. Yep. But to start the four o'clock hour, uh, we have official Super Bowl odds, and some of them are stupid. And I already have, I might have already taken what I won last night, Bengals plus four and a half, and put it on a slew of teams that I will tell you at the beginning of the four o'clock hour. Also coming up next, we're going to talk about it. Was it the best or was it the worst halftime show of all time? Coming up next here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Hey guys. 
guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured locks. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. At Ingalls, we know the ever-present struggle of, what am I going to make for dinner this week? That's why we started the Ingalls Table. It's a website that brings the best chefs and food experts right into your kitchen. You can sort through hundreds of recipes for every occasion, watch how-to videos, and print shopping lists to take to the store. It's all waiting for you at ingles-markets.com. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It's ESPN Asheville. I'm Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green is here as well. We were at the social last night in East Asheville watching the Super Bowl, enjoying all the chicken wings. The buffet was fantastic. They always do a great job. Uh, I ate somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 chicken wings. 400? Uh, That's a lot. I I mean, I... It, it, literally i had seven plates i mean so. that's that's wild i put the uh i put the over under at 40 and that it was you, a, i don't even know how many, it. it was a lot they had barbecue <laughs> oh, bar- there's something about a barbecue chicken wing when you're not expecting it because i didn't see those the first two trips right oh, i love barbecue anything you just like that little sweet on the back side of the heat oh it's so good okay all right. It was a whole lot of fun, and uh, thanks to everybody who came on, came down to hang out with us. Uh, Stephen Tao, Matthew Hoffman. Um, had a lot of guys from the show show up. And um, look, the halftime show, it was everything that we hoped it would be. It wasn't the greatest of all time, though. Come on. Nothing beats Prince. Uh, I mean, you can be wrong. That's, no, that's totally on. fine. That, was the, that is the first halftime show I have ever watched from Pillar to Post. And I don't think I blinked during it. <laughs> it's also the only halftime show that has ever changed the pay- playlist that I listened to the next day. Interesting. I have listened to nothing but Dr. Dre and Eminem all day with one Creed song that accidentally slipped in there because it's in my mind mix on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, of course, it's in your mind mix. my sacrifice. It's, <laughs> it's a great song. Speaking of overrated bands, we'll be uh, revealing the new, the next round, second round, of the overrated bands bracket coming up in the happy hour today. Immediately following this program, only available on the YouTube stream. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Some massive late upsets. Massive. There was a swing. First of all, one of them did not go my way. Uh, one of them did. Massive swings late. I thought the production of the halftime show was awesome last night. And, well, I, and I get I there. Would, were, there's a generational gap. You know, the people older than, uh, you know, the 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 gen z uh generation didn't really didn't really like it or not the gen z the 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 oregon trail generation you know the one that's right in between gen x and 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 millennials like we all dug it we all thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread i i would love to know how much weight 50 cent has gained 
50 cent looked like me i i turned to our buddy andy and i said did you see what inflation did to to, the 50 cent that dude's at least a buck 50 now yeah he was i I, first of all i've heard that joke about 900 times and then hanging upside down i didn't get that because i didn't know the original video apparently in the original music video for in the club he was hanging upside down okay i just figured it out first of all Stephen tow in our comments said over under 49 and a half years old over says prince under says last night i would agree with that uh but in anybody that says the name of that 50 cent song uh as into club as mr spencer just did also somebody that would probably vote for prince <laughs> well that's that's the name of the song right uh yeah yeah but you're, you're saying it weird i can't even really explain to you why you're saying it weird but you are okay all right excuse me excuse me but i thought it was all great Oh, it was until the, Kendrick Lamar, uh, that which, was the that brought it all down. You've said that three times today, mm-hmm. and it has made me angrier every time you've said it. Okay, every person I have seen comment about the halftime show that when they have one uh, negative comment to say about it, it's always Kendrick Lamar. Well, I mean, are those people all nine hundred and six years old? I, I guess. I thought it was perfect. It was perfect. Perfect. Snoop was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Anything with Dr. Dre is going to get my seal of approval. I thought it was great. Yeah. And now the bad thing for the NFL, you'll never top it. Ever. That halftime show and Devin Hester's uh, kick return records, two things that will never be touched. Ever. Because I don't know how you could do it. Mm-hmm. I physically have sat down all day trying to figure out what, let's just say, take out realistic and just what could you construct that I would enjoy more than what I what I saw last night? Creed and Nickelback. And he would be no. all in. He's mm. like, yeah, love it. Yeah, no, that's still. <laughs> Creed all the way in. You lost me at Nickelback. Oh, stop that. I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, the one down part for me was the Kendrick Lamar thing. You liked it, then fine. It, uh, it's it the is first, what it, it is. It is the first time I have ever watched all of a halftime show, and I don't think I even blinked. Right. But I think this is, I think it was easily number two. In the greatest halftime shows of all time, I just can't get rid of get that image out of my head of Prince standing there in a South Florida rainstorm, just wailing on his guitar. It was the best performance that we've ever seen at a halftime show. And see, Dr. Dre needed help. You gotta you gotta give it to Prince that he did it all. You know, I'm asking. Just him. I'm asking in the comments. We shall let the listeners of this show decide. Best halftime show last night, Prince. There is nothing else that I will even listen to. <laughs> oh, come on. You're not uh, Bruno Mars and Coldplay and Beyonce that didn't, that didn't do it for you? Oh, Coldplay. I, I'm out at Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay could have given out $100 bills at halftime, and I was still, please, anything else. Shakira and J-Lo at three. That's, I would agree with that, yes. Okay, all right. And Michael Jackson, were you were you too young for the Michael Jackson halftime show? Yeah, I mean that. I don't. That even was know what Super Bowl. That was. That was ninety three. So I, was I guess six. it was Cowboys. Yeah, I was too busy uh, drinking my juice and trying not to boom boom in my pants. So yeah, my, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, one. yeah. No, Michael Jackson was definitely up there. Uh, nineteen ninety three halftime show. Uh, you know, generation generationally speaking. We all have to. We all have to try to get along at will, some point. I, I will say, I saw somebody post this on social media that everybody born between 1985 and 1995 
had this moment where they went, oh, they scheduled a halftime show for young people like us. And then you thought about it for a minute and went, uh-oh. Uh, we're the old oh, people now. Now we, oh, now the younger generation is going, why are they doing this? And we're all excited. Well, if I'm you did. <laughs> and if you didn't believe it, once 50 Cent showed up on the screen, you went, oh, yeah, we're all old now. All of us. <laughs> the performers, the, uh, those of us enjoying it, we're all old now. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, Jeremy, you may remember, um, I guess it might have been a couple of months ago, I told you about the Lay's Golden Grounds. These are the potato chips that they they went and took dirt from all of the NFL stadiums. Or not all of them, 29 of the NFL stadiums, because some stadiums were just like, no, you can't have our dirt. They took the dirt from from the stadiums, took it out to the fields. They planted potatoes in the dirt, and Lay's has been offering up all of these bags of chips that have grown in greatness, that have grown in the dirt from your stadium. Well, we we have a winner. There are a bunch of winners. You had to go online and you had to tweet them out and all that kind of stuff and see if you could win one of these bags. And somebody did that for our good friend Josh Michael over at Star 104.3. Uh, and this is what it sounded like this morning when when they called. They, they called the radio station and talked to Ariel. And said, "Hey, we got to call Josh. We got to get this. We got to get this going. Uh, we we want to surprise him because Josh just had surgery the other day. And if you don't know, Josh is uh, is on the kidney transplant list. And they wanted to do something nice for Josh after his surgery. And just so happens that uh, here's how it went down. You had to go onto Twitter. You had to explain why you deserve the chips. And Sarah and Celeste, they both went on Twitter and they put out a tweet." And they shared this tweet, and it says, Lay's, no one deserves Eagle's chips and a kidney transplant more than Josh Michael Live, our favorite Star 104.3 radio host in Asheville, North Carolina. And they shared pictures of you with Nay Brown at the field in your Eagle's jersey, and it's just awesome. And they chose you. Oh, Celeste, that is amazing. I don't know what to say. That is absolutely awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for thinking about me and uh, and for doing that. I'm telling you what, it's going to be something in the man cave that nobody else has, Ariel. I know. I know. That's what I said. So especially after your surgery, they really wanted to share this with you. Uh, Celeste, are you still on the line? Can, can you still hear me? Yes. Thank you so much. I can't, from the bottom of my heart, for you and, and, and your mom, Sarah, thank you so much for thinking about me and uh, and entering in, uh, in that contest for me. And, and uh, yeah. I just uh, I I really appreciate it. You uh, you really lifted lifted my spirits this morning. I really appreciate that. So for a happy Valentine's Day for Josh Michael of Star One Hundred Four Point Three, he's got his own bag of Philadelphia Eagles chips grown in the dirt from the stadium. I just thought, what a great thing for the listeners to do for Josh as he's you know going through this struggling times. And all of our thoughts and prayers are with Josh in his journey. A very cool story. Uh, if there's one person that had a worse night last night than Joe Burrow, it's Mattress Mac. Oh, no. He yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, he had a money line bet on the Cincinnati Bengals. 
that was four and a half million dollars. Record breaker. It is the biggest mobile bet ever placed in U.S. history. But that's not the reason that I'm telling the story. The reason that I'm telling the story is that now, if you go back five weeks, in five weeks, just the wagers that we know, he's lost $15.4 million. Wow. He had the Astros. He had Alabama to beat Georgia. And now he had the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, no. That is a tremendous losing streak. It is. Maybe you should take a cooling off period. Mattress Mac. Yeah, but I wonder how much of that. I would love to know the accounting of that. And that's not something he's never going to share. But I would love to know the account because he's still running the thing where he will basically guarantee money back for -hmm. people who buy like $3,000 worth of mattress, worth of bedding stuff. Mm -hmm. He will pay it back if he wins his bet. Yes. So what he makes in the, you know. So maybe he didn't get come out all that bad, even though he's laid down fifteen million dollars. I, I, I don't, I don't really care how you spend this. You lose fifteen million dollars, it's bad day. Yep. I don't care who you are. Yep. Elon Musk loses fifteen million dollars, bad day. Now he probably doesn't notice it, but I'm gonna wager Mattress Mag is not uh, as affluent as Elon Musk. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any shot of uh, of that. That's a that's a bad week. That's a bad few weeks. Mm-hmm. That makes my last few weeks look like a Tonka toy. <laughs> Speaking of that, I got some heaters today. Oh, heaters coming up in green on green and five on it. Uh, green on green just a few moments away here on ESPN Asheville. So it was it was a really weird weekend because, of course, we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. And then the Sean McVay story comes out of he may step away and go to TV. The Aaron Donald thing comes out, which I think is more of a contract ploy anyway but i'm i'm with less need on this one i don't buy it for a second that aaron donald's thinking about stepping away from the game but we also have the kyler murray story going on down in arizona and look kyler buddy hang in there you got a lot of talent on this team in the last two years the team that hosted the super bowl won it your turn's next buddy Oh, his turn's not coming. <laughs> not with not with Cliff Kingsbury as his coach. Not with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. So Aaron or Aaron Murray. Wow, I was taking that back to Georgia days. So Kyler Murray apparently told Colt McCoy during the playoff game that with a minute to go in the game, hey, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. So I got asked this question a lot at the end of last week, and I put nothing into this. Then the weekend happened. And the weekend told me that there is more to this than I thought there was. I thought this was just Kyler angling for the extension because now he's extension eligible. So they have until, I think it's May 4th, to kick in the option year for next year, which they will. And I thought he was angling for an extension. I have heard so many bad things about Kyler Murray in the last three days. Somebody is telling somebody this. Uh, the the latest one, this comes from uh, Chuck Harris. Just heard this on 98.7. During halftimes, Kyler Murray is known to sit at his locker and call his girlfriend. Oh. This is at halftime of games. Or put his earbuds in and isolate himself from the team. What? That is one of only about 10 things that I've heard about Kyler Murray. They're coming from somewhere. Yeah. They're coming from somewhere. And I cannot help but think it's from directly in the front office. 
there has always been a thought that Kyler Murray was not necessarily as vested as you would want him to be for a franchise quarterback. Okay. I've always heard that he was not as sold on Cliff Kingsbury. Now, to me, I don't know how you could be. I don't know how you look at a team that's this talented, that regressed to this point, and not go, this is a problem with the coaching staff. But now the question is, where do you go from here? There are times in these these negotiations that things are said that you cannot come back from. This is the reason that I never really believed that Aaron Rodgers was going to get moved, because nothing in that step to the level of, well, we can't come back from this. This is just like fights with your spouse. All right, everybody that's in any kind of committed relationship, you have quarrels from time to time. Yeah, there are things that you can never say and take back. We're getting eerily close to that for Arizona mm-hmm. because you can never unsay that he's selfish. You can never unsay that he completely separates himself from the team because any time something goes awry, that's going to come back up. And now look, Arizona doesn't ha- is not a media market that is as intense as. A New York, even the da- the 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 Texas markets. This is a really quiet media market. But we're getting really eerily close to the. You can't unsay that. Yeah. You can't unsay that he separates himself from the team because now anytime something goes not your way, that's going to creep into the head of fans. Oh yeah, it's going to be. Is Kyler's he fully fault. invested? Is right. he fully invested in being here? And when he did the scrub of his social media account, that's what people do. That didn't rub me the wrong way. I see people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then weird, they just find a way to resolve it. Absolutely. I just sloughed it off when I heard that of like, oh, you guys are making a big deal out of this. It's nothing. I don't but maybe know, it is. I don't know that there's a resolve here. And I'm going to be honest with you. Part of it is because I don't know that he can ever win a Super Bowl. Arizona has to be looking at this going, we took Josh Rosen in the first round and within one year sloughed that off and went another direction. We hired a coach that could make the most of you. How many playoff wins you got? None. There you go. Yeah. And now you have to look at the division and go, are we better than the Rams? No. Are we going to be better than the No. 49ers, rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. You the don't think odds... they could be better than the 49ers? No, I don't. Really? I don't. This team's up against it salary cap-wise. They were very old. They went all in this year, and what happened? Teams in the NFL figured out, that Kyler Murray is so short that all you have to do is throw interior pressure at him, he can't get away from him. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. And it was destroying them at the end of the year. And so now you're at this impasse of you have a franchise quarterback that somebody in the organization is leaking anything that they could possibly say against him. Right. You've got a coach that too many of us look at and go, you're not an NFL head coach. You're not. I mean, the, the scheme is cute. And the fact that you can scheme people like Rondell Moore open and get them touches, that's all well and good. You're not a head coach in this league. And I'm looking at all of this going, there is a fall apart that that could happen here that would be an absolute disaster. And I'm also looking at, there's probably not a player in the NFL that could be had in a trade that would fetch more than Kyler Murray would. Really? Still on a rookie deal. So you got one more year of cheap. Then you go option year. So you're two years away from paying this guy. Who else does that? Who else qualifies there? Right. That's anywhere near this level of quarterback. But what could you fetch for him? For I mean, Kyler? Yeah. With all of Give these. Give me a team. 
with all of these reports coming out, what would Denver be willing to give? Three ones, three twos, and a player. Really? Mm-hmm. Like a high-level player? Mm-hmm. And it might be three ones, three conditional threes that bump up to a two if he's still on the team every year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the level of uh, of return that you could see from Kyler Murray. So this is the kind of deal that everybody was expecting for Deshaun Watson or for Russell Wilson or for it would be Aaron Rodgers. It right. would be more right. because he hasn't been paid yet. So you can still build a team around him, draft well, and, and you build in the, the, the latitude to do a lot of things. Here's my problem. Where does Kyler Murray fit in the pantheon of quarterbacks? Where does he fit? Mm-hmm. I did this. Bef- I did this before the show. I'll say he's got to be in the top dozen. You're lower on him than I am, right? And I thought I was drastically lower. I have him at eleven. Have him at eleven. Okay, yeah. I have him at eleven. But he's the only attainable piece, and I'll be really honest with you: if I was the if I was the Arizona Cardinals. And all of these things are true. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to tie myself to Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm not going to tie myself to you. I would agree. Not when I can completely flip the decks. And two years from now, the Rams are going to regress. It's just not going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. If Aaron Donald walked away, which I don't really buy, but let's say let's say he did, you're still not better than them. Right. Even without Aaron Donald, you're still not better than them. You're still not better than San Francisco. You're very close to Seattle. But let's say the Trey Lance thing doesn't work out. The Rams are going to regress. Yes. Two years from now, you could be in a prime position. Because I don't think you can win with him. I really don't. I don't at least not how it's currently constituted. Mm-hmm. Arizona does not draft well enough for a quarterback that is he's not limited per se because he's very fast. He's a very good scrambler, and he's got a decent enough arm. He's still five nine. The end of the day, he's still five foot nine, and I think that might be generous. Yeah, but they—I mean—they've been saying quarterbacks are too short for a long time. Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and guys like that. And I get—you know—Kyler might not have; he might be a little shorter than those guys, but still, I mean, he's got a lot of talent, and he's got a lot of talent that I think there will be a team that will be interested if he ever does actually oh, would, hit the market. Scott Coachell in our comments said that would be the dumbest trade ever. He'll never be more than what he is now. I, I don't disagree with anything you just said, but there's one thing you have to understand. Look how many teams are a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. And I, I see Jason Trump said this. Imagine if he was in Tennessee. With oh, yeah. that infrastructure yeah. and all of the things they have, and you have a two-year window, one where he's still on a rookie deal making $10 million. One where he's on a fifth-year option making 25. Now, the Ryan Tannehill thing would obviously be a problem there because you can't really move that contract. Right. But I look at Denver the same way. I look at Pittsburgh the same way. I look at a slew of other teams the same way. Yeah. There's nobody else out there. Russell Wilson, not being traded. Let me shut that down right now. Not being dealt under any circumstances. That is verbatim what I was told from somebody that would know drastically better than I would. Yeah. You better move off the Russell thing because you're wasting your breath. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. You're wasting your breath. Right now, nobody will touch Deshaun Watson. Another report that has come out in, uh, I guess it was within the last day, it might have been overnight last night, was Chris Mortensen saying that the Indianapolis Colts could very well cut 
Carson Wentz. They're going to move on. Because they're not going to be able to trade that $29 million contract to anybody else. So well, if, if they did that. You might that, be able to eat more of them. There's a lot maybe. more maneuverability there than people think. Maybe. But if they took the decision to outright cut him, they would be a good position for Well, Kyle. and you would also save a ton of money because all the bonus money stayed, stayed with Philly. Right. Well, not all, but the bulk of it. So Indianapolis they, can get out of that for nothing. That's the, but see, this is one of those things where, and, and I'm, I hate to tie this back to something we did a long time ago. This goes into that losing thing that we talked about with Stephen Ross. Mm-hmm. You're telling me right now that the Colts would not have been better off to go, this is a spent cause. No doubt there is no shot this is the guy. And sit him down in week 13. Mm-hmm. But they didn't believe that. And I really, I mean, and granted, can't think- it took a lot for you to miss the playoffs. Right. But did you really think you were a threat? Did you really think you were going to go into the AFC playoffs and beat the Bengals, beat the Bills, beat the Chiefs, beat any of these teams? Because if you did, you're completely delusional. And that's why people like me say things like that. Like, well, why would you do this? Right. What sense does it make? You are completely mortgaging your future because now, now what? Mm-hmm. And and that is the reason that somebody like Kyler Murray, even with his flaws, would fetch way more in a trade than people think. Right. And I think Arizona should be open to it. I think they'd have Indianapolis fans jumping off of bridges if that happened. Well, the only bad thing is Indianapolis would be trading picks that, you know, they might still be in grade school. Right. Exactly. What is going to come of the Kyler Murray situation down there in Arizona? We do not know, but we are going to keep on top of it all throughout the – throughout the offseason here you got green on green is coming up next right here on espn Asheville jeremy says he's got some haters let's have him put his money where his mouth is at ingles we know the ever-present struggle of what am i going to make for dinner this week that's why we started the ingles table it's all waiting for you at ingles-markets.com ingles low prices love the savings this week at Ingles, select 38-ounce Heinz ketchup, two for $6. Select varieties, one liter polar seltzer water, three for $2. And select sizes and varieties, Campbell's Chunky or Wellia Soup, three for $5. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. Well, if you need an explanation of how last week went, I had had one push all year. I had three last week. Ugh. Didn't quite go my way. So I'm I'm going back to the well to something that I absolutely love. Oh, you There is nothing I love more than a good road dog, and I got three of them for you tonight. First, the Detroit Pistons are a four and a half point dog at Washington. Washington has quit. They are bad. They are thin, and Chris Tapps Perzingis is not going to change that. They're much closer to Detroit than people want to acknowledge, and Detroit's been better on the road than people think. Give me Detroit plus four and a half. 
The Oklahoma City Thunder are a 10-point dog tonight at the Knicks. There are college teams that shouldn't be a 10-point dog to the Knicks, and I don't care if they played it on the moon. <laughs> the Thunder are the second-best team in the NBA at covering spreads, and they're going to cover tonight. They won't win, but they will cover the 10. Look for Lou Dort to have a huge night. Give me the Thunder plus 10. Finally, the San Antonio Spurs are a three-and-a-half-point dog tonight at the Chicago Bulls. Over-under is 234-and-a-half. First time these two teams played, uh, 252, I think, was the, the total. I love the over in this game. San Antonio is closer to Chicago than people think without Zach Levine. This is a projection. I don't think he plays. Bulls win. Spurs cover. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no support. And you can take all those wagers over to BetUs.com. BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Uh, it, well, it, Judgment Day came this weekend. I had to go in for my, uh, for my weigh-in at PhD Weight Loss, and I am proud to announce I lost seven pounds last week. It was phenomenal. It was a great week for me. Down seven more pounds. That means I am one step closer to the 40-pound bag at PhD Weight Loss. Jeremy, you're proud of me, aren't you? Uh, I am. I am down to 255 (laughs) myself, which is the lowest I've been since I was under 20 years old. I was in high school the last time I weighed this little. I feel great. I'm sleeping better. Last night at the social, a bunch of people that hadn't seen me in a long time kept commenting on how much better I looked than the last time they had seen me, which was a phenomenal feeling. I got a lot of that, too. A lot of that, hey, I'm going to look at you sideways and you're going to disappear. And while that is the uh, most uh, annoying thing in the world. Uh, a little bit of hyperbole. Yeah, it's always great to hear it from folks on how just how great we are doing with the PhD weight loss program. You need to lose a lot of weight. Uh, guess what? They can get you back on track. They'll teach you how to put the proper nutrition in your body to better burn that fat. And uh, go to myphdweightloss.com. Get your consultation today. Myphdweightloss.com. Coming up in the next hour, we got Super Bowl futures for 2022 for the well the 2022 season 2023 super bowl uh we got that coming up what's going to happen with the Bengals and the rams we also need to talk about the coaching last night because zach taylor he made some questionable calls throughout that game that i think cost the cincinnati Bengals in the end but we'll get all into it over the next hour as well as in the third hour the happy hour we're going to be doing the second round of the uh overrated band bracket in musicocracy monday He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Second hour of the program. We are in the Ingalls studio. Check them out. Ingalls-Markets.com. Ingalls, low prices. Love the savings. Yes, we live in a different world than we did yesterday. A world where... Matthew Stafford is the Super Bowl champion. I still have to keep saying it over and over again because forever Matthew Stafford was the guy who was never going to be anything more than, well, what uh, what Rob Parker from Fox Sports always likes to call him, Stat Padford. Just 
just a guy who pads the stats and doesn't win anything. Well, he goes to L.A., and in his first year, he wins the Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams. And my opinion of him changed exactly zero. Exactly zero. Exactly zero. You saw nothing from him last night that went, yeah, he's shown some growth. I always thought he was a really good quarterback that was 100% a product of what was around him. I still feel that way. You still feel that way. Oh, cool. You won a Super Bowl. So did Trent Dilford. So... So did Joe Falco. But you put you 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 definitely put him in that category. I, he is a better version of that, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take a better a, version of that. I heard a, a debate of, is Matt Stafford a first ballot Hall of Fame? Oh, stop, stop talking. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life. I'm a Georgia fan, and I think that's ridiculous. So let's stop with all of that. I mean, it just, it's just great to see Matthew win a championship. It just so happens it came just a, a month or so after Georgia won their national championship. So it's it's been a year for the dogs this year. Uh, will next year be a year for the dogs? We have fu- futures, futures. We have futures for next year's Super Bowl, and I, I mean, I'm I am I'm kind of surprised at some of these odds. Uh, I am surprised at some, but there is very little surprise at the top. Well. Odds on favorites next year, we have a tie, according to BetUs.com, BetUs.com, promo code Sportsocracy. Remember, you can set yourself up an account there, put in the the promo code, and get 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills at plus 650. And that's exactly where that should be. Sure. Then you got the Rams at plus 1,000. That's taken into account hopefully not a lot changes well that's taking into account that aaron donald has said what he said and the the rumors with sean mcveigh that's another thing by the way that tells me that sean mcveigh rumor there's Mm -hmm. more to it than people think there's no way if if i knew definitively donald was coming back and mcveigh were coming back that number would be smaller of course i would say they would be tied with the chiefs and the bills those those would be no doubt three favorites to I was make say it. if not a smidge behind maybe at 700 i would actually say they'd be a smidge ahead of them because oh, really? the nfc is not nearly as good as the afc is okay and then you got the dallas cowboys at four which that is just is stupid i mean they're i guess they're just trying to get cowboys nation on the bandwagon oh, yeah. here they're, they're trying to bait you there's no doubt they're and it's gonna work it's <laughs> well, gonna it's a, work you brought back the whole coach and staff and oh, the defense right. was so good no one right it's a go-to year. It's it's a must-win year for Mike McCarthy. All the pressure put on that that means that's more of a detractor to me than it is an attractor to the to the Dallas Cowboys future for next year. You got the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals at plus the 49ers blows my mind. At plus 1400 with a second-year quarterback that's thrown eight passes in this league. I, that's just so high to me. Who would you have ahead of them? Who would I have ahead of yeah, them? Yeah, who would you have ahead of San Francisco? Right I would now? have Green Bay ahead of them. I would have Cincinnati ahead of them. I would have Baltimore ahead of them. Uh, San Francisco would be in that plus 2,000-ish range to me. Okay. I would probably have Tennessee, Tennessee ahead of them. Yep. And then we get to the one that I look at and go, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The L.A. Chargers are plus 2,500. What that means is if you put $100 on that, and you are correct, you will win Mm -hmm. Mm $2,500. That number is stupidly high. 
stupidly. I, I would say it's two times too high. You think next year can be the year that the Chargers turn it around? What do they not do well? What do they not do well? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guard against the run. That's one. And they don't run very well. That's two. How many problems in the NFL are easier to fix than those two? Uh, we oh, don't, very we don't punt well. Uh, you're right. That is easier. <laughs> Sign a new punter. There you go. Right. That was one that jumped off the screen to me. They're with the Cardinals and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Stop. Well, we always know the Patriots are going to be overblown. The Patriots are overblown. Not every really. Year. I would say they're right. I would say twenty five hundred is about right. right. Okay. That's pr- the, the ones that blow my mind. The New Orleans Saints at plus thirty three hundred. You could give me the Saints at plus thirty three trillion, and I would still go. <laughs> well, how much money do you want to set on fire? I don't know what they're basing that on. I guess it's, I guess is that there's not much change with Dennis Allen coming in, and that the offense will be run pretty similarly to what Sean Payton had, and they're getting Michael Thomas back. I, I, they're taking a lot into account there, uh, but they're yeah, about middle of the it, pack, and none of it makes a whole lot of sense. To I me. thought the number one, the number one that you would look at, and Tampa it Bay. was Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's stupid. Was too. Tampa Bay with at plus twenty two hundred? Stop. Oh, just wait till we get Kyler Murray. Every fan page over the last three days for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been talking about, oh, can we get Kyler Murray to come in here? No, no, I don't believe we can. I mean, look, Jason Light is a great uh, GM in this league, and maybe he can figure out a way to make it happen, Mm -hmm. but I am not going to hang my hat on that. I'm Mm kind of reserved that we're going to have Kyle Trask, and we're going to have to move on with it as it is. The only thing that I will say about Tampa Bay is that it's in the same realm as the Rams. As long as there is a rumor out there that Tom could come back, mm-hmm. they're not going to lose their tail on Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, which they put him on the reserve list or whatever, that if he comes back, he has to come back to Tampa because he's still technically under contract with us. Yes, and that is not out of the out of the ordinary at all. No. You see why? But you have to, and that's what Vegas is doing, you have to protect yourself just in case that were to happen. Mm-hmm. Because Brady is a little bit of a wild card. I mean, I don't think there's much wild card left. I, I feel like I it feel like would, now that he's announced it and he's gone through the process, like there's no turning that back. Yeah, I don't agree with you. Okay, I could see Tom being one of those that it comes August and he just goes, "I don't want to sit at home." I, do I think that's going to happen? No, right. But enough that that number makes sense. Yes. Okay. All right. Because if he were to come back, then they should be in that Rams, Bengals, Packers territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that the quarterback situation there is is iffy at this moment with the reports about Carson Wentz, but I would think Indianapolis should be higher on this list. Indianapolis should be drastically lower. Really? Because their quarterback might be me. Oh, it's not going to be Carson Wentz. Okay, what's it going to be? Uh, how are you going to resolve that situation? You gut the roster to make a, to make a deal for a quarterback? Mm-hmm. It's not as ready-made of a contender as people think. Okay. I think every team in the AFC that's not on the high side, so every team that's not the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Ravens, they should all be lower. Mm-hmm. Because it, coming out of the AFC is going to be like a minefield. No doubt. I, I mean, look, one of my best friends in the world, Scott Cushall, 
He's a longtime Cincinnati Bengals fan. I was talking to him yesterday. He 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 loaned us the jerseys that we were wearing yesterday at the social By the so way, we could rep he, the Bengals. The, the Bengals sewed their jersey numbers on, which was weird for me as a Jets fan because I think we just iron ours on. <laughs> we, we might take spray paint and just paint them on. We, uh, we don't keep players long enough to justify the stitching bill. But I I mean I feel like I need to be on you know some side of some some form of emotional watch today with with scott he's in the comments and i i know he's dealing with a lot of pain right now but he told me that he had been watching game film all morning like trying to figure out exactly who to blame for all of this going down the way it did and uh eli apple is is one of them uh isaiah prince is another one that he has uh he has shouted out to me in context conversations isaiah prince is not uh (laughs) he's not getting free beers in cincinnati today but scott's also a big uh, red sox fan so i had to ask him like so this is now your buckner tape this is now the thing that you're gonna just spin yourself into oblivion oh and i will say uh, you know i spent a lot of last night going oh i mean i would just be gutted but you did at least get there which is a that's a step and i'll be honest with you there's virtually no doubt to me that that's not the only time you're gonna get there well to me everything after the play after making the playoffs and winning the division was icing on the cake i get that you were so close and you had a lead in the fourth quarter of the super bowl and you could almost taste that victory and then the way it ended definitely leaves a bitter taste in your mouth but yeah i mean the cincinnati Bengals. They should be right on the edge of contending continuously for the next four to five years, right? Oh, absolutely. The, 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 this, got- this narrative that, they, that, that, that the, the clock struck midnight and now they're going to go back to being 5-12 and 12 is insane to me. I mean, the team Do that you they- realize that this team got to a Super Bowl with, I'm going to be generous and say a bottom 10 in the NFL offensive line. And I would argue a bottom 10 in the NFL head coach. And you got to the Super Bowl. Do you realize how good that means your quarterback is? Right. And how good Jamar Chase is and how good Trey Hendrickson is? But will he be the next Dan Marino that doesn't get there again, you know, after getting there early in his career? Now, obviously, you know, Dan had a better coach and all that. We don't talk about that, but... But, I mean, that's that's the thought, the process right now, is that we made it this far, and now we're just expecting everything to implode because we have Mike Brown as the owner, because we don't have, a, a, a you know, we don't have the greatest of track records here. I mean, all those great seasons that they had under Marvin Lewis where they were, you know, one and two, three seed in the AFC and then couldn't even win a playoff game it's hard to come back from something like well that. the mike brown narrative is old and lazy and in the two weeks leading up to the super bowl former players basically said yeah this is a different regime mm-hmm. uh his i think it's his daughter is doing a lot of high level things for the organization that's the reason that their social media is so good they've turned a corner now my question is is there a team towards the bottom of that list that could be bingo level value the chances of that are very slim the Bengals are one of the one of the deepest dark horses to ever make it to the super bowl but i really feel like we i'm not going to say we should have seen that part coming mm-hmm. but i look back at our derision of them and go okay you should know you should have known better than that we don't swing and miss that aggressively very often 
I don't think we'll ever be that wrong again. Uh, I hope not. I surely, <laughs> surely hope not. But it, but think about it. In order for that to happen, then that means next year one of these teams would have to be in the Super Bowl. The Lions, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Texans. I'll even throw the Giants and the Bears in there. Uh, that would that's be not going to happen. Right. That would be Bengals level upset now i will say it does give me a little bit of happiness that we would be the, the my jets would be the best of those six teams not by much but just barely just barely but there are a couple distant teams that i look at and go you know if things broke your way the washington commanders that's the if one you I wound up with at. a quarterback at plus five thousand they have the same odds as the falcons the Falcons could be allowed to play 14 players at a time, and they still wouldn't be any, and I still wouldn't take them. You got the Raiders in there too. I like that. I like that one too. The Raiders. I, I, there's actually three of them at plus, two of them at plus five thousand, one of them at plus four thousand. I look ahead and go, ooh, Pittsburgh Steelers at plus four thousand. Mm-hmm. Do I, I love it? Know. No, but man, that's a. That, that's a swing for the fences that I don't hate in any shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, but that's one of those I would think. It, obviously, it's going to depend on who comes in to be their quarterback. They can't do it with. Well, I mean, that's that's the reason they put these out. Could they do you're it projecting with, Could they do it with Kenny Pickett? If Kenny Pickett is the is the pick in the first round, you think a rookie could come into Pittsburgh and make them better than what they could were this he past be year? Worse than Ben was. Honestly. The, the ghost, of, the ghost a, of Hall of Fame quarterback past. Could, can he be worse than that? It's a very small chance. Yeah, it's not much one. <laughs> there were four quarterback, four, four starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year that were worse than Ben Roethlisberger. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a possibility. Right. The question would be, could you find a higher level quarterback? You know, the interest that I hear at, at Tyrod Taylor, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't love that. Right. Yeah, that's – don't do that. Yeah. But I look at Washington and go, Washington with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's there, there's value there. A tremendous amount of value there. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you have to project and you have to go down the rabbit hole a ways. But between the three, I just said the Minnesota Vikings and the Miami Dolphins. Those are teams that there is enough different that I could see you be being better than they think. That's all you're going to find here. The chances of another plus 12-5 team making the Super Bowl, virtually non-existent. Right. We all wanted it to happen. Some little part of us all wanted it to happen for the Cincinnati Bengals. But I just have to, I have to keep throwing this out there for my Bengal fan friends. Like, you got there when you never were supposed to be there oh, no, in the this first was house place. Money. You weren't even supposed to be in the discussion for the division this year. This was house money. And now you have to look at the AFC and go, we thought this was going to go through the Bills and the Chiefs for the next 10 years. Well, now you got to add the the Bengals to that. And I I fully believe you're going to be able to add the Chargers to that as well. Uh, Two of these from the same person. Whoop. Always helps when I turn the button up. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, Rob Johnson, if the Bengals had an offensive line, they would have won last night by 14 plus. Uh, And do you buy the Colts moving on from wins? I agree with the first, and I don't know that Indianapolis has a choice. You can't be this good and be that bad. You have to move on. And there's been a lot of weird come out of that the front office about how they feel about him and how they felt he went into this season. Mm-hmm. 
and the and and this is the question that a lot of these things have to be asking. And this is something that I've, I've always told my children. Don't tell me the problem. Give me a solution. It's one thing to complain about the sky being blue. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. And now, is there something that you can actually remedy? Is there a solution of a better quarterback that Indianapolis could have, Pittsburgh could have, all of these quarterback needy teams? Do you have a solution? Uh, we, on our YouTube channel, we're putting out seven-round mock drafts right now. And Washington Commander fans did not love the fact I gave them Sam Howell. Okay, what's your alternative? Mm-hmm. What, what would you Jimmy Garoppolo. Do? And I, here's the thing. I can't project that trade. You know, going into this, th- that's the way these mock drafts work. As the roster sits now, you don't have a lot of money. I don't quite know how you would make the Garoppolo thing happen. But if you did, then okay. But if you did, you're probably not going to have the 11th pick. So... Well, you... I mean, would... You think they'd have to give up that 11th pick in a trade? I do. You think the price on Jimmy's that high? Here's the... Th- any quarter, any starting level quarterback, the price is going to be double what you think it is. Okay, because well, they're just Matt, not I think, out there. I, I think Matt Stafford just proved that. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Stafford just kind of set the market on quarterback trades. You want to win a Super Bowl? Look what Matt Stafford just did coming from the Detroit Lions to the to the L.A. Rams. So maybe I mean they got two ones out of that deal. Uh, Stephen Tell asked in the comments, "When's the North coming? The North will be uh, all of the North, the NFC and AFC North will be out tomorrow. The AFC and NFC West will be out tonight." Right here in the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. We got a weird news coming up next. We got five on it as well. And yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Zach Taylor. You mentioned just a second ago that uh, you know you didn't you bought you thought he was a what'd you say a bottom ten coach in the in the league? He's probably bottom half. I was probably okay. Bottom half. Well, last night he made some bottom half decisions. We'll talk he about did. that up next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Welcome back into the Ingles studio here on ESPN Asheville. And, uh, yeah, we got the happy hour coming up at the end of this program as it does every day at 5.05 on the YouTube stream Musicocracy Monday and we are going to reveal the next round of the overrated bands bracket. Uh, We had a couple come from behind victories and we're down to 32. We're down to 32. All right, so we will be unveiling the next matchups here. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of gambling, before we get the uh, the the five on it later on in this segment, um, how, how did how did you do last night, Jeremy? Did you, I mean did did any of the props you laid on hit or uh, national anthem? Uh, if you listen to me on that one, because over. that went ridiculously over. It I think did. it went 30 seconds over. And I wonder, I wonder if she had money on it. Because all week long, she had been telling the press that they were calling her uh, Mickey, Quickie Mickey, that she was able to nail it in practice at one thirty, And Vegas had the over-under at one thirty-five, and she went one fifty. 
Well, I think we need to check slips and see if somebody in her camp had some. Yeah, uh, not not quite how that had works. Had some wagers on that, uh, but she also messed up the words. Which oh, did she? I hit it plus five hundred. Did she? Why yeah. not? I was listening very intently. I didn't hear any missed words. Yeah, I think I think she substituted a word, or she restarted or something. I I don't know. Uh, anyway, I th- I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, if you took over six and a half yards rushing for Matthew Stafford, you had a bad night <laughs> because the kneel down at the end of the game, he had seven, the kneel down comes, he had six bad beat of the night. It wasn't a good one, yeah. but I also feel this way about it. If you had over six and a half yards rushing for Matthew Stafford, you got what you deserved. Uh, yes. <laughs> If you had any rushing prop for the uh, Los Angeles Rams, I really hope you took the under. Because good gracious, they could not run the ball to save their lives. No, they didn't They didn't do that all that well. Although, I mean, they they were able to find uh, Daryl Henderson a couple of times in the pass game, which I was not expecting to happen. But they, 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 That was a good adjustment by McVay. He just saw how they were defending Cooper Cup, and once Beckham went down, he went, well, there's a mismatch. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so you got the over on the star on the Star Spangled Banner. I did. I hit, let's see, uh, the coin toss. I, I did have the coin toss because uh, I had the Bengals winning it. I did not hit that it was heads. Heads. Yeah, because tails never fails. Tails never fails, except, uh, it, except it, it did, did last night. Me. It did fail me. <laughs> except it did last night um i love that cooper cup w- went under his projection and still won the mvp well i mean when it got down to the end of the game there was no there was there was there was no real decision to be made there cooper cup was the only guy on the field that you thought the defense really needed to worry about and somehow he still just kept getting fed the ball in that 15 play uh what was it four and a half minute drive that Matthew Stafford and company put together to win the to to score the game winning touchdown. I mean, Cooper Cup with two touchdowns. Of course, it was a no brainer. He was going to be the MVP, right? Uh, Bill Polian said it should have been Aaron Donald, and I'm going to level. I agree with him. You think so? I Just do. for that last sack, he was in the backfield all night long, all night long. Yeah, that's that would have gotten he would have gotten my vote. Right, it would have been close, but I would have voted for Aaron Donald personally. Right problem is i wonder if they collected ballots too early before before that last play happened and more people would have voted for aaron donald to be mvp but that's neither here nor there we'll never know we will never know exactly uh before we get into zach taylor let's go ahead and get weird on the weird scale there's vegas there's florida and there's Asheville. let's get weird Asheville. All right, for those of you who, uh, you know, might have your eyes on other sports going on right now, uh, the Winter Olympics are continuing. But this is one of the weirdest things that I have that I have ever seen. So, Russian figure skater Camilla Valieva, she's 15 years old. She tested positive for a banned substance when she was in the nationals competition in Russia. They didn't find out that she tested positive for this banned substance until a week ago after she had already helped the Russian Olympic Committee win the the team gold. And now they're saying 
if she goes into the individual competitions, because they've already met and they've already said she she's going to be allowed to compete. But if she finishes in the top three, they're not going to have a medal ceremony. They're going to have to go through an investigation and all this kind of stuff. See, see if she's liable for testing positive. It's one of the things I've never really uh, I've never even heard of this happening before. But apparently, if you're under age in the Olympics, they don't hold you completely responsible for what goes into your body like they would an adult athlete. They're going to be looking at her team and all this. But the fact that she could compete in the individuals and, and if she finishes in the top three, we're just not going to have medals. We're going to have to wait for an investigation. It could be six months before these Olympians actually get their medals just to determine whether or not. I mean, it's it's another Russian doping scandal. At this point, can we not all agree just no more Russians? We just, we just don't have the Russians in the Olympics anymore. Uh, if you need reason number 407 that I don't watch the Olympics, uh, <laughs> here it is. Well, we're going to do this, but if the favorite wins, we're not going to give – Right, because she what, is. She's, what sense yeah, does that? Make? She's the favorite to take the gold. What sense does that make? It doesn't make any if sense. You're, literally, if you're if you're participating for any other country, why would you even care? You, you've Thank worked you. this long to get here. Why do I even care? Thank you. Stupid. It is stupid. I, literally, there is no athletic event that has curried less favor with me than baseball, other than the other Olympics. than the Olympics. <laughs> My story is from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. There is a crime spree of epic proportions. Okay. People are doing crimes. They're stealing lots of things. But they're predominantly stealing one thing. You would think it would be cars, gold, uh, some some level of high level, uh, a a high value entity. Of course. Nope. It's bees. 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 Stealing bees. Uh Apparently, 60,000 bees have been stolen from a grocery store company's field in Pennsylvania. The giant company's, uh, it, it's the name of it, the giant company, uh, apparently is a grocery store entity in Pennsylvania. Okay. They've lost a third of their bees to theft. How do you steal bees? How do you steal 60,000 bees? Very you don't just carefully. put that in your pocket. Like, do you not notice a truck showing up to haul away large containers of bees? And what do you do with them? Like, do you take them to your house? Put them up in your own beehives. Or steal the beehives. Look, I I understand that people have weird hobbies. I've always thought stamp collecting was very strange. Okay. People that keep bees, I I don't, like, can you not just play golf? But you get all the honey. First of all, honey is disgusting. Stop that. Honey is awful. You're not a real person. Uh, honey is gross. My my <laughs> wife puts like not. honey in her coffee and I don't oh. Like why? Because it's delicious? It's but it's not though. It is. It's and golden it's nectar from the gods. It's, it's it's bee butt butter. I just oh, I your butt butter. Stop that. It's gross. Jeremy lives in this like cartoon world where they poop out the honey. And that's, <laughs> oh, that's just it's gross. And it gets all clumpy and hard. Ugh. Yeah. I, I honey another of the foods that I just really don't understand. And I mean, it's it, got to be a pain to procure. Like, there's a lot of oh, things of that course. go into this. Of course. And I just don't love bees. Like, you you do realize that 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 
insects' job in life is to harm you, right? No, it's not. Their their goal in life is to pollinate all over all other living things. And, all of the grass, all of the flowers, everything that grows is because bees spread the pollen. And that's fine. I don't need the remnants of the bee. <laughs> it's just a byproduct of them giving us all of the green, pretty stuff to look at. It's gross. And eat. Pollinators are very important to the survival of the human race. I think oh, I mean, you I'm, should I'm study not, up on this. I'm not critiquing their job. Oh, okay. I'm right. trying to figure out why somebody would bring in a U-Haul and steal 60,000 bees. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of liquid I gold. I also would really like to know how much is your security bill because I feel like you're paying too much. There are a lot of things in life that you should not be able to steal. Somebody's house. Mm-hmm. I had a story a couple years ago. Somebody had their house stolen. I like, feel like that requires a lot of effort. Like, it's not just, oh, somebody showed up and stole it. I feel the same way about bees. Okay. Uh, Adam Black in our comments said, speaking of golf, the 16th hole at Scottsdale uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Next year, the final round of that tournament and the Super Bowl are on the same day. Just miles apart from each other. Yeah. Oh, Jason Trump, or, or yeah, Jason Trump asking, how do they make honey? I think it's spit. I think it's their spit mixed with the pollen and yeah, all I, of that. It's, yeah, uh, I don't know, and I don't care. It's gross. I think there's something to that. I, I don't know. My grandfather was the beekeeper of the family. So. Yeah, out. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday in Super Bowl 56, I, you know, I kind of felt like everything Jeremy has been harping on the Cincinnati Bengals head coach for it all kind of came to fruition yesterday and it started early it did start very early going I mean, forward on fourth down that early was dumb dumb it's dumb dumb you're at midfield and it's fourth and one and you've already run into a wall twice why are you going for it to give la a short field which is a team that if you give them a short field they're gonna punch it in right i mean the the statistics would tell you that it was a poor decision. They go down and score, and it changes everything mm-hmm. from early on. Mm-hmm. Then you get lucky on the 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 front or on the backside of halftime. So you score on the first play of the second half, right? On the the T Higgins trying to rip Jalen Ramsey's head off, right? So you score on that. Then you get a very lucky bounce on an interception that should change everything, mm-hmm. but it didn't. No. That was the momentum shift where you could have put this game not away, but you could have made it drastically harder on them. Right. And he just couldn't do it. I just don't understand that it, it, there and 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 what is it with Samaje Pirine? I, like at I some will point, never understand at that. At some point in the game, you got to look at it and go, Joe Mixon, he had five yards of carry last night. Five yards of carry, touched the ball 15 times, or carried the ball 15 times for them. He was very elusive last night. He was. And in these short yardage situations, you're giving the ball to Samaje Pirine? It makes absolutely zero sense. And on the last drive, I have no idea what you were thinking. Well, the the last drive was a microcosm of what I have been saying about Zach Taylor. So you have the the, the big pass to Jamar Chase, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. 17 yard down the sideline, gets out of bounds, everything goes right. Connect with Tyler Boyd, second one. There's 55 seconds left. What do you do? Mm-hmm. 
This was this is the easiest decision you will ever have in your life because they will literally give you the first down. On second and one, all you had to do was run up, run a play, call a timeout. Mm-hmm. You could 100% have done that, and you would have easily converted. Even if you don't call a timeout, just keep going. Call two plays. Right. They'll give you the first down. Instead, you throw one deep, it goes incomplete. Well, now you're up against it because now they're going to line up like you're going to run, which you did, yep. and you got stood up. Yep. With some Maj AP run. It's just bad play. It's bad game management. And I'll be honest with you, the Rams did it right before that. Stafford snaps it with 202, I think, to go. Mm-hmm. One of the most mind-bogglingly stupid decisions I've ever seen. Let it go to the one. And had they lost, that is all anybody would have talked about. Why in the world did you snap this ball right here? Matthew Hoffman and I were talking as it was happening, because we were sitting at a table together. And I said, why would you ever do that? Because now you just timeouts, all of the things that you, and then you have a PI that changed the narrative. Mm Mm-hmm. But even with the PI, you still left them with timeouts, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I just, I, I cannot wrap my head around why you would not feed Joe Mixon the ball on your final drive of the game after he's been doing so well. I mean, dude threw a touchdown pass. It was the first pass in his NFL career, and he throws the touchdown pass to uh, to uh, T. Higgins. And that was a fantastic. It was play a goal. great. Play. I'm not sitting here telling you that everything Zach Taylor did was was bad. No, that was a brilliant play call. I will tell you that if you go back and watch the last ten minutes, it becomes really easy to go. I feel like a, a, a more veteran, experienced coach mm-hmm. probably wins this game. Right, I, I really do. Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis probably wins this game. Honestly, could have because the Rams opened the door for you to do plenty of things you just have to make the small decision right and zach taylor didn't do that yeah i I just i still can't get over the fact that you are you know in a scoreless game you're at midfield it's early in the game why are you going for it on fourth and one why are you trying to why, why are you going to risk giving them a short field first off let's you know let's do point out that joe burrow had t higgins wide open on he that did. on that fourth down play and he missed him. He tried to feed it over the middle and there was coverage there and they and, and LA knocked it away. So it was a great defensive play yep. by LA. But Joe Burrow did miss the miss the throw. But again, why are you going for it in that situation? Because you gave him a short field and they immediately went down and made it a seven to nothing game. And that was a that was a momentum switch. The, the Odell Beckham Jr. injury, that's where it really came off the rails to me. As soon as Odell Beckham goes down, there is no excuse for you to have single coverage on Cooper Cup ever again. Agreed. None. Agreed. Who are you worried about? Ben Squaronic? Really? You're worried about Bryson Hopkins? And that just got, it got dumbfounding to me. Mm -hmm. You're one-on-one with Eli Apple, with the game on the line, with the best receiver in the NFL. One of the best. The best, a historical season having wide receiver. Right. Can't tell you he's the best one in the league, but I can tell you he had a great year. And he's the only player on that offense that I was even kind of afraid of. Mm-hmm. And you leave him single covered. It makes no sense to me. With the worst corner in the league. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Eli Apple. That's not even kind of true. He's he's not? No. No, he's okay. not. All right. He had had a nice little resurgence with, with the Bengals. I don't care who you left him one-on-one with. 
I wouldn't have cared if it was Jai or Alexander. It's still stupid. Still stupid to leave him one-on-one. Because what else are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. It would be one thing if you were afraid that they could actually run on you. No shot. Yeah. It would be another thing if there was another receiver that you were actually worried about. You're not. You knew everybody in the stadium knew where that ball was going. Everybody. Mm -hmm. And, And you just handed them. I, I guarantee you when Matthew Stafford got to the line and saw that look, he went, how in the world are you single up on – how? Like, what sense does that make? I would go one-on-one with Ben Skoranek with a backup linebacker before I would have left Cooper Cup <laughs> one-on-one. Uh, we saw it all season long. It just didn't matter what what team they were facing. No one could really shut down Cooper Cup by any stretch of the imagination. And we saw time and time again him make big plays to get his team to the Super Bowl. I think it was the it was just karma. I guess he earned it. He earned the the MVP award from last night's game. And um, I, you know, people who say I don't know if he's one of the top five wide receivers in the nfl i think he probably earned that this year cooper Cup. Am I, yeah am I absolutely being, okay i just want to make sure i wasn't being too too flippant of, about all of this i mean and and you think this team going forward with cooper cup robert woods is going to come back from injury they still have it all obj tearing his acl of course that sparked up all of the hey let's get rid of the turf around the nfl players hopped onto that on social media last night like wildfire of starting their petitions trying to get natural grass everywhere because turf injuries are greater like 30 percent greater or something like that all around the nfl so maybe that's a maybe that's another fight that we're gonna have to have when with the owners of getting grass everywhere uh, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. It's way too. It's way too hard to keep up. Oh, I agree. Way too hard to keep up. I agree. But all in all, I feel like it was a great. Uh, it was. It was a great Super Bowl night. And Jeremy, you got. Uh, you got some more heaters. You had three heaters or four heaters for us in have, uh, green on green. And I have one that might be the easiest pick I've ever seen. Easiest pick ever. All right, let's get into it. Here comes five on it. <laughs> giving you two of these first one oklahoma city thunder plus 10 uh, i misspoke in the first in the opening segment lou dort is out tonight i meant to say josh giddy because this offense actually runs better without lou dort in the ball game because he's a chucker uh lou dort is a hashtag card carrying member of team gets mine and this offense does not run particularly well when he does that i got 25 on it thunder plus the 10 at the knicks next I got 50 on it. San Antonio Spurs, Chicago Bulls over the 234.5. First time these two teams played, they were in the 250s. That's the reason this number is so high. I am banking Zach Levine does not play in this game. Even if he does, I think San Antonio will keep this close enough. Two very high-paced teams. I know that sounds weird coming out of San Antonio, but it's the truth. And without Derek White, who they just traded to the Boston Celtics, they played him faster. I got 50 on it over 234.5. San Antonio Spurs, Chicago Bulls. Finally, I got 50 on it. The Wahoo Wah Virginia Cavaliers travel to Blacksburg tonight to take on Virginia Tech. I can't figure out if somebody hit the wrong button, if maybe they just thought that they hit Virginia Tech and they hit Virginia. I I don't know. (laughs) 
Virginia's a four and a half point dog, and that is dumb. Virginia is playing drastically better. They play slow, and Virginia Tech doesn't score easily. I don't think, literally, if you told me this was reversed and it was Virginia minus four and a half, I'd probably still take that. I got 50 on it. Virginia plus four and a half. I like them in the money line, too. I think they went out right. Whoo, 50 on it. You can take those wagers over to betus.com, betus.com. Use the promo code Sportsocracy and get 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. I am kind of shocked when I saw this line earlier today that you didn't throw it out there. Uh, I mean, are the Brooklyn Nets really that bad that they are a two-point dog tonight at home against the sacramento kings uh well you got to look at who's who's actually going to play do, do you know what the starting lineup for the brooklyn nets is going to look like tonight <laughs> no tell i can me. tell you tell me oh let's see they will be starting a combination <laughs> it's worse than i thought it was. <laughs> patty mills is the starting point guard okay seth curry's the two bruce brown is the three kessler edwards is the four and lamarcus aldridge is starting at five that's wonderful they have five centers five Five of them five do you know how many natural point guards they have one uh javon carter that's it yeah i'm not gonna lie i actually thought about giving that out and taking sacramento really sacramento with with sabonis and Aaron fox Mm -hmm. who in the world is gonna guard demata to sabonis you know what I'm doing it. it. Plus 25. <laughs> I got 25 on it. Sacramento Kings minus the two. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome, by the way. Uh, yeah, Sacramento minus the two against the Brooklyn Nets. I have two All-Stars, and you're starting somebody named Kessler. And that's their first name, not their last name. Yeah, it's not Walker Kessler. Yeah. It, if you if it was Walker Kessler, I might like it better. <laughs> Again, take all those to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. At Ingalls, we know the ever-present struggle of, what am I going to make for dinner this week? That's why we started the Ingalls Table. It's a website that brings the best chefs and food experts right into your kitchen. You can sort through hundreds of recipes for every occasion, watch how-to videos, and print shopping lists to take to the store. It's all waiting for you at ingalls-markets.com. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I really feel like this is not this hard. If you go through an entire NFL football game, 58 minutes in, and there's been three penalties, there probably shouldn't be three more in the last two minutes. Officiating is not that hard. Just be consistent. I don't care if you're flag happy. I don't care if you don't throw it at all. Just call the first minute of the game the same way you call the last minute of the game. If you're going to come out and say out loud that you did not see a tug and pull on the helmet with T. Higgins, you cannot throw that flag with two minutes to go on Logan Wilson. You can do one. You can do the other. You cannot do both. I am so tired of games like this that just feed into conspiracy theorists that think the nfl is somehow rigged i got news for you if the nfl's rigged you wouldn't have the cincinnati Bengals and the la rams two of the eight worst drawing teams in the nfl that's not how this would have gone and joe burrow one of the prime young players in this league would not be playing for the Bengals. i cannot stand the conspiracy theory talk of oh oh it was the nfl in on it and roger goodell did 
and it's real easy to fix. Stop pandering to it. Stop doing things that give them all the ammo in the world that they could ever need. Just be consistent. Call the game the right way. And when you make a mistake, just admit it. Don't give some harebrained rationale of why you did it. Because then every tinfoil hat on their head, kooky madookie, has everything they ever needed to say the league's fixed. I'm mad. I agree 100% with you. Uh, you wanted to be, but... And I and I get it. I get that that Logan Wilson call was not great, awful. But it was, hey, it happens in sports. That's what we call the uh, the 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 revenge call, uh, no, or the that, makeup call. Uh, that's what baseball calls the human element. The human uh, element, yeah, yeah. and it drives people crazy. Stop doing it. It's really just, not that hard. If you don't call it right. for the first fifty-eight minutes, don't call it in the last two. I, just, I, I do. Just, I think it had anything to do with the outcome of the game. No, I don't. Because I feel like no matter when you did that, you were eventually going to leave Cooper Cup Mm one-on-one. Matt Stafford was going to see it, and he was going to score. I do not think it changed the outcome at all. But it did change the narrative. And it is absolutely infuriating for referees to be the narrative after a game that was that good. The game was fantastic. And again, when I saw it, I went, ooh, that's not good. But there was that big call that you missed on the touchdown to T. Higgins. And, 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 one, and that's what, what you just said is what drives me crazy. Yeah. The justification for a god-awful call inside of two minutes is, well, you missed one on the first play of the third quarter. That is the most ignorantly stupid thing I have heard, and I bet I've heard it 50 <laughs> times today. One does not justify the other. That's like, oh, I robbed a bank and then I ro- ran a stoplight. Those are equal. No, one led to the other. That at least I understand where the two came from. These two calls had nothing to do with each other, mm-hmm. and you had literally let this go the entire night. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. You can't justify one blown call by another. Oh, we made it up. Uh, that's not how this works. But we can keep this from happening, can we not? I mean, there are things in place where the NFL could easily have had someone call down and say, "No, that's got to be taken back." Because it was clearly pass interference. This is what I this is what I just get sick and tired of is the human element. We talk about this in baseball all of the time, and in football, it's the same way. Everybody watching that saw, and I have no idea why it can't go back and be fixed. Why in the moment can someone not call down and say, "Y'all missed that"? He turned his head. There's no way. Because where does it stop? Because where does it stop? This all it, it, all right. I'm going to be really honest with you. That call on T. Higgins, mm-hmm. if the last call doesn't happen, the the phantom, and, and so, uh, Jason Trump said in the comments, he grabbed a guy at the top of, at five yards after the route, grabbed him at the top of the route. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, oh, did he, did he give a little tug on his jersey? Uh, just give a little tug? Uh, that's the bulk of what he did. Mm-hmm. There was no turning. There was no nothing. No. There was nothing there. And you have not called that the entire night. Right. Had that not been called, that T. Higgins thing wouldn't even be mentioned today. Wouldn't have mattered. Would not have mattered because you would have settled it on the field. The only reason it's getting brought up now is because it's justification for Rams fans. To say, well, you missed this one in the third quarter. Well, they missed the four false starts on your offensive line on the same play. No, if they had not gotten, if the Rams had not gotten into the end zone in the, on that last drive, say that, say that call didn't happen and they couldn't punch it in on fourth down 
that's all we'd be talking about no, today. And I disagree with you because it was oh. in the beginning of the third quarter and you had every chance to, to win. It would What we would be talking about today, oh, look, Matt Stafford did exactly what we thought he would do. Got him <laughs> at the 10-yard line, couldn't punch it in. Matt Stafford being Matt Stafford. That's exactly how that narrative would have gone, and you know it. Yeah, yeah, that would be part of it. But the fact that you the fact that you gave him six on a on a call that should not have been a touchdown, yeah, I think that would be a big storyline today. We got the happy hour coming up next, only on the YouTube stream. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Five oh five, it's coming right around the corner, and we have Musicocracy Monday, the unveiling of the second round of the most overrated bands bracket.